Damn Class Podcast is back, baby, and sexier than ever. Oh, fuck me. I will. I'm Jeff. I will. I'm Josh. I'm gonna get fucked. Oh, God. He's already drinking, everybody, before we I'm even drunk. started recording. Drunk. I had, like, half of a drink so far, so we're of, well on our way, though. We had half of everybody's drink. <laughs> I wish. On, on this episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Beyond, a divisive movie, even amongst us. Yes. Um, we're going to hate each other after this one. <laughs> God, Josh is my only friend, too, so this is going to get real rough on me. <laughs> You're but, not friends with your wife? Look. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to even say that. I am friends Sorry, with my I didn't wife. Mean to, I didn't mean to put you in a corner. No, I am friends with my wife. There was nowhere that joke could go that wouldn't end badly for somebody. I'm not sure who, but for somebody. Yep. Uh, I would never yep. hurt my wife's feelings on this podcast, only in private. Only. But, uh... <laughs> Before, like, when we were just talking about recording this, I texted Josh that I'd been thinking about this movie a lot recently. Yeah. And uh, I was just remembering a bunch of specific things about the movie, and my opinion of it was just, like, slowly diving. Yep. And um, upon re-examining this movie, I feel it's not... I didn't dive as low as I thought I was gonna dive. I'm yeah. not. I'm not down at Josh's level. The sub basement of opinion on this film. The the sub the sub sub base. Look, I, like this is the like without like ruining the entire podcast without you listening to it. Like this is like the best of the three of them. Yes, uh, we, sure. we both definitely agree on that one. This movie is the best of the three. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, just uh, it's a differing we'll opinion get. on what that means, <laughs> right? Although I don't think our opinion is that far away no, from each other. No, no, it's not. I don't think because we're pretty much the same dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're like we're like robots of each other, dude. You said something the other day, and I was like, oh my god, Jeff's like the same fucking guy. <laughs> I forget what it was, and I was like, holy shit, like it's disgusting. Yeah, how similar we are. It really is. <laughs> We're just, like, doing a podcast where basically we, like, suck each other's dick for two and a half hours. And people love it. <laughs> I mean, I've watched people suck each other's dick for longer than two and a half hours before. We've all been there. It's yeah. It makes masturbation weird that we're the same guy, I think. Mm-hmm. But why don't we jump into the meat and potatoes of this movie? Oh, boy. The meat and two veg of this movie. I can't wait till this episode's over because we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, I feel really similar. I've been thinking a lot about man. If we just skipped it, would anybody notice? <laughs> but they would. People have been talking about Beyond for a while. At yeah. Us. Um, yeah. This movie was released on July twenty second, twenty sixteen. Too soon. Too soon ago. Too soon ago. Directed by Justin Lin, who's uh, famous for the Fast and the Furious movies. Do, which ones did he do? If Mike I, was here, he could tell I you don't. offhand. I've seen one Fast and the Furious movie, and it's the one that's the worst. The first one. Uh, so the first one. He did Tokyo Drift. Hell, which is like kind of the best one. I didn't see Tokyo, that one. Tokyo Drift's not bad. I'll. I'll. I'll it's I dumb like, as shit, but... I feel like with a segment of our audience, you just completely discredited yourself. 
Oh, we did six. <laughs> I don't know if it's all six. Yeah, no, it, it, like, Tokyo Drift, like, three is, like, stupid, but it's not as stupid as, like, uh, all of the rest of them, where they're jumping out of buildings with cars with parachutes on them and shit. I feel like there's a difference between enjoying something because of how stupid it is and yeah. uh, enjoying something wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, like, if you want to watch, like, a music video with cars in it, watch Fast and the Furious. <laughs> also, butts. They show butts. There are a lot of butts in those movies. I Not haven't naked seen them. butts, though. I haven't seen the movies, but I have seen the butts from the movies. That's how many butts there are in those movies. <laughs> you just see them on the street. Yeah. Um, this movie was written by Simon Pegg. Who, whom I love. I yeah, love Simon Pegg. I love Pegg. Simon Pegg, too. Of course, because we're yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Um, like, there ain't nothing wrong with Simon Pegg. No. And <laughs> Simon Pegg uh, had a trash heap to work with, right? And he cleared as much yeah. trash off of it as he possibly could. So, uh, I don't know if it... I don't remember what it was. If it, it was an article... I'll try to find it. I, I probably don't remember what it was. But I read an article where Simon Pegg before this movie came out, basically was, like, uh, doing an interview, and he said, like, I had to call J.J. Abrams and be like, I don't know how to write this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's after and, the end of the last movie, what do you do with these characters, yeah. right? And that's a yeah. that's a point I wanted to bring up early in this. These characters in this movie are not the same characters from the previous two movies. No, they have they're nothing not. in common with any of them, besides yeah. the fact that Uhura and Spock are dating. They're still not complete, you know. Like they're still not like rounded. No characters, but they are in, different characters. They're different. Yes, Let's especially not Kirk. Like Kirk right. is not the playboy, like constantly trying to stick his dick in shit idiot that he is in the other movies. In this, thank he, fucking god, he is action man. His goal yeah. is action. Yeah. Which is a great tagline for a movie. You can have His that goal if you want it. Action. Action is the goal, and he's a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, we just wrote a movie. <laughs> Get Justin Lin on the phone. We got some butts to put in this. Oh my god, now you're thinking with money. <laughs> so let's start out at the beginning of this movie. Um. I'm sure I'll have a fun fact at some point, but right now I don't. But I'll throw one in later, I'm sure. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the movie starts off on some planet, and there are tiny people on the planet. And tiny people are very mistrustful. The, these are, like... I Let me just say, I hate this. I hate these cold, open action scenes. Like, these Indiana Jones-esque, goofy... Star Trek scenes that they did. Don't for call these. them Star Trek scenes. I, I'm turning my fan off. Okay, yeah, I, I hate them. I fucking hate them. They're not Star Trek scenes. They are knockoff Indiana Jones action scenes. They're shitty Indiana Jones. I'll tell you bullshit. the one thing I like from this opening, and upon re-examining this, the first time I saw it, it didn't bother me that much, but yeah. seeing it again, like this whole scene pissed me the fuck off because. It's like a farcical take on diplomacy. It's it's lun it's lunacy. This whole thing is stupid as fuck. Yeah, it's like a it's <laughs> it's like I feel at some point like Simon Pegg was like we have to have a scene where Kirk is doing something diplomatic in this film. Yeah. And Doug Young, who was a co-writer, or JJ Abrams was like, "No, yeah. 
it has to be the wacky opening scene, and so we're right. gonna make a farce out of the diplomacy. Right, it's a joke for a joke's sake. Oh, there's a joke here, guys. It's I, there's a joke, guys. Did you did you laugh at it? <laughs> it's weird how appreciative I am of someone at least trying to put forth the effort of putting some diplomacy <laughs> in these movies, even if it's like farcical <laughs> diplomacy. What's what's crazy is like Simon Pegg probably is like one of the like most like heartfelt genuine writers of film that mm-hmm. I of, of our time and he makes like he writes this movie it's it's crazy to me like I I'm sure he I, wrote this movie in quotes and that he wrote a movie and then it got rewritten 30 times sure. by yeah, committee yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, there's still touches of Simon Pegg in this. Like the yeah. fact that Scotty and Jayla—I think her name's Jayla. Jayla, yeah. Yeah, have almost like a like a familial style relationship at the end of it. Yeah, they're like they're like sister and brother. They're yeah. not romantic, which yeah. is not something you'd see in a movie in this franchise, right. even. That right. uh, like didn't have that Simon Pegg touch to it. Yeah, there's like a respect there that that you would not ever get. Like Jayla doesn't like like drop her gear off and like show her fucking underwear. Yeah, Scotty, exactly. You know what I mean? And Which is good. I mean, all of the scenes where it's just two characters interacting are far better than any of the scenes of characters interacting in the other two movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the one, the ones that always stand up to me are the Spock and McCoy scenes, where there's some actual heartfelt moments in those. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Spock is super emotional in them, and he just smiles and laughs and almost cries. I I blame I blame Zachary Quinto for like I mean, there's just no other. You I mean. yeah, you <laughs> act the way you want to act in a movie yeah. as an actor. I mean, you get direction, yeah. but in the end, it's your decision as an actor. He doesn't do Leonard McCoy, or uh, sorry, uh, Leonard Nimoy, well. No, and he's he's gone on record saying he's not doing an impersonation of Nimoy. He's trying to do his own thing. Yeah, but you still have to play a Vulcan, right? Like there are different right. types <laughs> of Vulcans. I mean, to, no, there are idiots who would say Spock and Tuvok are the same character, but they're not. Right, they're definitely not. Like, yeah. Spock is far more, like, friendly and open and lenient yeah. a character. He's more more human, because yeah. he's half-human. Tuvok yeah. is, Tuvok's like, 100% business. From yeah. a human point of view, he is a, a dickhole. Yeah. Vulcans are, like, robots. Like, even the Vulcan who shows up, who's in the Maquis in Deep Space Nine, who's talking to Quark, like, she, like... Like she like is like kind of robotic. A little know? bit. There's a little bit of that to it. There's always yeah. the underlying like emotion that's like below the surface that you wouldn't get yeah. in a robot character. Right. Except right. data, I guess. But um she kinda did it for me. I don't know. You know who's a good Vulcan? Some about who's Vulcan not a ladies. Vulcan in a movie? Oh, you love Vulcans. I do. <laughs> uh who played uh oh, hold on, let me find it. And Blade Runner, the the replicant. Oh yeah. I she's a great Vulcan. Sean King? Sean Young. Sean, Sean Young, Young is her name. Yeah, she she should have played a Vulcan. Yeah. That's how you play a Vulcan, and that's not even a Vulcan in that movie. No. No. <laughs> what the fuck? I love Blade Runner, by the way. I do too. Well, of course you do, because I do. Yeah. 
I am just mirror, mirror Josh, so. I'm like evil universe Jeff, so. <laughs> uh, anyway, the little things attack Kirk and rip his shirt so he can make it I rip my shirt joke, because Kirk but, rips his shirt. But you don't know they're little at first. You think they're big. Yeah, and then it turns out they're the little, camera. which is funny. Because the camera, it's you don't know, because you didn't know that. Your perceptions are blown. Star Trek. This sounds like you're reading the script to us right now, off the page. <laughs> That's the the notes in the side where, like, you if you're a writer, you can like make notes. I feel like That's the Star Trek reboot movies are the only film script that has like scribbles in this corner and like fucking JJ rules and big font like, with lightning. Those are just ketchup stains. They're not. They're not writing. <laughs> it's just somebody was eating a hot dog. The two seconds they took to like write the script. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I just I can't print another one. I leave them ketchup stains there." Weird. There's the pretense that Beyond didn't have JJ's interference very much, but I don't buy that dude, shit. I, yeah, he's dude. That dude. Yeah. There's so much JJ shit in this. Like the swarm is 100% JJ. Yeah, just the yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Anyway, uh, Kirk gives his captain's log, right? And yeah. uh, there's there are points in the captain's log that bother me. Uh, I agree. Like, They're probably the same that bother me. The they. I'm having trouble articulating myself, which is great for a podcast. It's a good day for that. But <laughs> we're not we're not having a very good day over it. No, things have gone wrong for both of us today. <laughs> terribly, terribly wrong. But uh, I'm still married, everybody. <laughs> um, for now. For oh god. Shit. Oh, god. oh god, what are they? Doing? Nothing has gone bad with that. It was all internet troubles, all computer troubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way the the way the log is stated, it makes it seem like space adventures are boring as fuck, and that yeah, like, I fucking hate that. Like Kirk you know is what? quitting. You know what really sucks. Yeah, yeah, Kirk is quitting because he's bored. Right, he's bored of exploring. Uh, you know, space, the final fucking frontier. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it. He's bored. I mean, the line that kills me is the things are a little bit episodic. It's like, oh, fuck you, Star Trek and then episode. There's one. There's one frame inserted into the film of J.J. Abrams winking at the audience, and then yeah. it, it just ends. Yep. It's like the penis from Fight Club. <laughs> it's the dick at the end of Fight Club. Wow. <laughs> but it's J.J. Abrams' winking dick. His, which is just his face. <laughs> dick. <laughs> Got him! You heard it. You heard it here. Fuck, fuck off, J.J. I know you're a fan. Fuck off. <laughs> I know you listen to this show, you bitch. You listen to the show where we shit on you endlessly. <laughs> but apparently, like, the Enterprise has been out in space for three years. And yeah. the eagle-eyed viewer of the film would know that only three seasons of Star Trek were produced. What's gonna happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... I didn't uh, even think of that. Th- that's a great point. Fucking! That's all I could think of. I was like, "That's so fucking cheap that they just." Dis- it's a cheap shot. It's a cheap shot. Uh, anyway, uh, there's Starbase Yorktown, right? Which is, oh my god, um, let's get into this. Probably the easiest structure to destroy in all of existence. <laughs> yeah. Well, McCoy says like it's like a snow globe just sitting there, and it's like that's kind of like self-referential and like uh, okay, but that's not like. 
self-referentiality, if that's a term that I just maybe made up. It's a new term doesn't, now. Doesn't excuse, like, terrible writing. Yeah. Like, you can't just... Poking fun at your own bad writing doesn't make right. it not bad writing. Doesn't make it bad, not bad, exactly. Yorktown... Yeah. When I was watching it, I was just commenting, like, this is the most logistically unsound structure it's I've ever seen in my life. most complicated bullshit. But that's how this universe works. Like, everything is overly complicated. Like, they couldn't just make, like, a like a, like a a space dock? Like an ESD? No. It had to fucking be, like, a fucking, like, because we need a fucking computer-generated awesome shot of the Enterprise flying through the tube and all the gravity's all weird, guys. Star Trek. It's like, Fuck that shit. You made a structure where your ship has to go through like a 700 mile tube to get to a dock? <laughs> and yeah. the tube is the exact same size as the ship? Yeah. Do you not have different size ships? This is all like inconsequential to the story, right? No, no, but it that, bugs that, the I fuck agree. out of me. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Like, are, is, is the Constitution class ship, which is what the Enterprise is, yeah. is that the biggest ship they make? It has to if be. So. Nothing else will fit in the tube. <laughs> yeah, like, well, what happens when you want to make a bigger ship? You don't. What happens when you want the vengeance to go in there? You, the vengeance. <laughs> the Constitution class isn't the biggest ship because they it's, made no, the it, big black ship, the vengeance. Yeah. But that there, was a secret ship. Yeah, and, like, I don't even think the Kelvin class would fit through it there. Because, like, oh, it has speaking that one of fucking, cell. Speaking of fucking Kelvin, right? The I get that J.J. <laughs> Abrams' fucking dad or grandpa or something was named Kelvin, right? So he names oh, all his shit Kelvin. From? But he named every piece of technology in the Star Trek universe the Kelvin something. The USS Kelvin, the Kelvin Theorem, the Kelvin Pods, the Kelvin Tubes. You can't just shitty. name everything that. He's shitty George Lucas, and that's saying something, man. Yeah, Honestly, it really is. Like, George Lucas, for whatever your opinions of him are, which a, a, a lot of people hate him, that dude made up an entire universe full of names of aliens, species, ships fucking like lore like he yeah, did that he created Gunta Babu <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree wish, with you <laughs> I wish this wasn't a video podcast so I could put a picture of Gunta Babu up <laughs> that's a real guy look it up look, I, pause I this, know pause this podcast and go to Wikipedia and put in Gunta Babu and you'll find that guy <laughs> Fucking stupid as hell, dude. <laughs> anyway, they go to Yorktown, right? Mm-hmm. It's got New York City in it because it's so cool. Yeah, get it? Yorktown. Ha 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 ha. It's New York, right? It's like it's like it's like our time, but you can relate to it. Speaking of our time, I'm getting off topic a million times because I'm pissed about things. Uh, That's all right. Sulu's husband, right? He lives mm-hmm. in the year 22, what, like, 63. Sure. Hun- like, 100 years plus from now. Yeah, and yeah, I couldn't help but notice <laughs> that he's wearing the same exact shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> well, I wish I could see you, Jeff. I'm seriously, it's the same shirt. That Maybe shouldn't exist the- <laughs> 200 years from now. You don't wear pantaloons on the weekends, it's like. 
It would be like wearing a big giant fucking ruffled collar, like a cravat. <laughs> you don't wear you don't wear like a Shakespearean fucking puffy collar and your fucking, and your sword. I just put my around. gorget on every morning and head out to the fair. <laughs> you don't even rock, like, rock some later hosen every now just, and then. That's not even that long ago. It just dude. pisses me off that they couldn't even be asked to make costumes yeah. for future people. They're just like, wear your own outfit to work. Whatever. They they show that green kid, and he's got, like, a schoolboy outfit that, like, Angus Young from ACDC wears, so. (laughs) Oh, it pisses me off so bad. (laughs) And one of the main aliens looks like a piece of cauliflower. Yeah. (sighs) Well, uh, is that the one, um... That's the the traitorous lady. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's she looks yeah, like cauliflower. Just... Also, like when Crawl first shows up, Crawl. Sure, well, I mean whatever. Cole the Conqueror first shows up. Crawl, Crawl from the eighties, the movie, yeah, fantasy movie. The Crawl played by Kevin Sorbo shows up. <laughs> He's he looks like Keenzer, the little like alien friend of. Yeah, everything looks the same. Yeah, he in this looks like world. Keenzer's older brother that got jacked in college. <laughs> Maybe did a little roids. A little bit, yeah. yeah got, went a little, took it a little too far. You have to vary your uh, textures, right? You can't just use the same texture for everything. Well, they're doing it with the Klingon, the new Klingons now. They all look like that now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, one, one of the like designers on Discovery is the, one of the main designers from the Kelvin movies. Well, there you fucking go. I, d- I didn't even know that, and I figured that out in two seconds. Yeah. So, great job, it's, guys. You're making great shows. It's the same texture. I mean, the th- if you turn on fucking Sci-Fi Channel's face-off, right... Yeah. Uh, not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, but yeah, not an ad. It. Hashtag not an ad. Hash, hashtag face off. Hashtag uh, sponsor us, please. <laughs> hashtag uh, face off starring John Travolta and Nick Cage. If you watch that show, they tell them you have to vary your textures or all your yeah. characters are going to look the same. They look and the then, same, yeah. Uh, professional fucking Hollywood creature designers use the same texture for everything. They're lazy. They're just fucking lazy. And J.J. Abrams, Well, the thing is, like, a lot of work went into these characters, right? There's a lot of prestasis. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not laziness on the on the term of uh, in it's terms design. of like, the work. It's yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's oh, planning. God. It's yeah. It. It's just sad. It's the. It's the fucking Batleth, man. It's the fucking. Batleth. Oh man, I can't wait to do that Batleth design. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> But <laughs> it's gonna be like that lightsaber when like uh, uh, Force Awakens came out. The lightsabers were just like ridiculous. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like eighteen branches on it. <laughs> just lightsabers coming off the blade in every mm. direction. I'm sensing a theme here. I don't know what the common denominator mm. is. I don't know, oh, man. I don't know who could be behind all this. Who could be behind the ruining of all things good from our childhood? If this I would be know. a video podcast in the corner, just uh, JJ's head would slowly raise <laughs> out while we're talking. <laughs> You've been watching Continue too much. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I love how all these jokes are just going to make people be like, just make it a video podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're not popular enough for them to be really mad about. No, that's there's another podcast that might be coming back that they can be mad about. But where's the video? But it's on YouTube. 
Where's the video? I want to see your faces sit and talk. I gotta look at your eyes so I can steal your souls. <laughs> I gotta look at your eyes and make sure you're not trying to shift me. <laughs> <laughs> we should take a break and then actually talk about this oh, movie. Oh yeah, we got like three minutes into the movie, everybody. We'll be back <laughs> to talk about the rest of the 900 minutes of this film after this message. Hi, I'm Gates McFadden. And I'm Michael Dorn. On Star Trek The Next Generation, I play Dr. Beverly Crusher. Computer, emergency entry, Chief Medical Officer Beverly Crusher. And I play Worf, the Klingon. Worf to Enterprise. Go ahead, sir. Beam me up. Our movie's special effects are light years ahead of the original televised Star Trek. But we both share the same vision of the future where education and advancing technology have dramatically improved human and alien life throughout the galaxies. Education can improve your life, too. You'll have a positive future filled with opportunities. So stay in school and graduate. Engage. This message brought to you by the U.S. Air Force, because we know the value of a good education. And we're back. Buy that product. <laughs> it's probably a commercial that we should make for our shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, you're right. Yeah. Uh, in case there isn't a commercial there, go to uh, to our Twitter. It's probably on there. <laughs> I don't know the T Public address. I'm sorry. On T Public, we have a shirt at shirt. It's all right. I don't know it either. Well, they'll find I, it. I it's made it. I should know it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's actually talk about this movie. Okay, let's. We're gonna get down and dirty. Yeah, so they arrive at Yorktown, and uh, Kirk is sad because he's another year older, but not another year wiser. Yeah, and also his dad died, remember? You remember that from the first movie, and then the second movie? <laughs> and then this movie? For yeah, some his, of it? His dad died, and his dad believed in Starfleet, and he didn't believe in shit, and he's a, he's a fucker, so he's sad. He's upset because of emotions happen to people. And then he gets fucking drunk. He just drinks, like, on duty, I guess, because he gets called to the bridge. Yeah, that's, like, weird, like, because, like, I mean, they do that a little bit in Enterprise where, like, they have, like, a beer every now and then, which is neat because, like, you know, you're, you, like, have a beer. Beers are good, right? They are good, but you're probably not supposed to drink when you're in charge of a spaceship. But they don't have synthahol yet, so... No, so it's straight-up alcohol. Well, he's drinking Saurian brandy, which uh, McCoy says is illegal, which is... It's not illegal. Not, well, maybe it's illegal after George Kirk died. <laughs> oh, he... <laughs> the Saurian brandy trade went belly up, and yeah, he's the Federation the one who, embargoed them. He's the one who set that up in the Prime <laughs> Universe. That's That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Spock and Uhura are on the outs for some reason. It's never really said. They just are. Yeah, and they kind of get into it a little bit later, but not really. They don't get into it, but McCoy and him do, which is weird. Uh, Sulu reunites with his husband, Ben, who I found out is named Ben through this article that I'm yeah. reading this, this uh, summary from. Spoilers. So, this movie has a billion references in it, right? Like, mm -hmm. Simon Pegg shoved 1,000 references into this movie. Because he does love Star Trek. 
Right. And uh, he's yeah. trying to make it feel as Star Trek as he can, and the only way you can do that in these movies is to add references, because the world's right. not Star Trek. Right, so you gotta, like, cheapen your way through it yeah. to get it done. So this it's a reference to two things. It's a reference to uh, the Enterprise B in the Prime universe, right? Because the daughter of Sulu is yeah, the helmsman. Uh, D- Demora? I don't remember her I name. I think her name's Demora Sulu. So that's her in this uh-huh. movie. She's a baby and al- girl. She's baby, yeah. So and also, it's a reference to uh, George Takei being a homosexual man. It's like, um, they felt it was like honoring him, and I mean, right. he didn't really feel feel like it was. But the whole, I, the whole point behind it was to have like a, a homosexual character in Star right. Trek, which is the most Star Trek thing in this movie. Is that scene that yeah. one second of the two of them? Is the most Star Trek thing in this entire yeah, movie. Like, there's there's a homosexual couple and they're completely yeah. accepted. Kirk looks right. at them and smiles that they're in love together. Right, that's Star Trek. And uh, then it becomes a reboot movie again for the rest of yep. the movie. It's a re-reboot again. And you know, I I was gonna say like, and then he reunites with his husband Ben, who united most of the fandom in pure fucking hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Did they get mad about it? I don't there know. Was, there was a big mad about it. Of course. It. Well, I know, like, George Takei was like, well, Sulu... I can't do a good George Takei. No. Well, Sulu wasn't gay, so I don't know. <laughs> like, like, he didn't, like, play him gay, but it's like, yeah, it's not really about you, though. It's not really about, like, Sulu as much it's as like, it's about George Takei, I don't think they right? realized what a minefield they were stepping into with this cuz I'm yeah. I'm fine with it, right? I think it's great that there's yeah. finally like some home, like completely out homosexual characters yeah. in Star Trek. It's but perfect. It's perfect. There's like a there's like a minefield to jump through where like part of your fan base is thinking that you're shoehorning a character. You're not right. shoehorning them in, but you're like changing a character which is tantamount to straight up murder. In a fandom, right? right? But then there's this whole, like, super long history that I read about that's, like, really interesting about, like, uh, Asian-American actors that that were made to play effeminate characters so that the white guys would be, like, super powerful macho guys and show them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that probably goes back to, like, the Second World War. Oh, yeah. The fucking, like... It's, propaganda films and shit. It's yeah. really interesting to see. Like, it's really depressing for a long time reading about it. But yeah. then, like in the like late sixties and seventies, when like martial arts movies got real big and shit, right. and they like broke out of that stereotype. It's like really interesting. That's fast. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. So it was kind of like a minefield to jump through. And I think in the end, it doesn't. the The fact of the matter is that it's great that there's representation for people in right. Star Trek, like they're supposed to be. Right, in the universe where you can be whatever. Yeah, that's... And it's really up for interpretation whether it should have been Sulu or not. But I'm just glad right. that it's there. Yeah. I I, I, I felt like it. we would have to touch on that in this. It would be, like, ridiculous yeah. not to talk about that. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was good. I didn't think about, like, the whole other political oh yeah well, not political but like the, the points of view that come with that and yeah. i that's that's fascinating i would though, really but. i'd like i say this to the audience too i'd look up and read about that and, and yeah. stuff too there's a lot of like scholarly writing about yeah. it it's really really interesting that's crazy but um they find there's like an escape pod that's heading towards yorktown we got to get back in the movie 
Oh yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> um, the movie's happening. I forgot. And she says that uh, her ship is stranded on the planet Ultimate, and they like went down in a nebula. It's called Ultimate. Get it? Get it? <laughs> so get it. This movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, it, the th- I guess that's something that we should really get into a little bit. Guardians we'll of the Galaxy. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk. About it later. We'll, ta- we'll forget yeah. about it, like we say. We'll talk about something later every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Kurt goes to meet Commodore Paris, which is a reference. That is a reference to uh, Tom. A Paris. long lineage of Paris's, yeah. but Tom Paris being at the end of it. And Admiral Paris, his father. Yeah, and I guess Commodore Paris would be like his great-great-great-grandmother, his great-great-grandmother. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Kirk wants to go on the rescue mission to get the planet from the planet Ultimate. Get yes. this Kalara? <laughs> That's your Cauliflower. Name? Just yeah. call her Cauliflower. Her name is Kalara, and she looks like a big cauliflower? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Hammerhead. <laughs> yeah. What like, the fuck? Um, like, why did you do that? Anyway, um, Commodore Paris is like, I heard that you want to be a fucking admiral. What, yeah, what's that about? Admiral. He's vice like, admiral, right? He's like, yeah, I want to be a vice admiral because space is boring. There's a couple of ranks that he's skipping over, by the way. Yeah. There's there's a couple like rear admirals, rear admirals like, yeah. he needs to go through for that yeah. shit. But he doesn't have to though. He's Kirk. No, he jumped from ensign to captain. It's no wonder he's not made the fucking president immediately. <laughs> but uh, she's like, you know, uh, you don't really want to be a vice admiral, and he's like, nah, I'm pretty sure I do. And she's yeah. like, no, you don't. I'm the yeah. wise sage character, and I know I'm the Yoda you better than you. Yeah. Yep. And he goes, uh, well, I'm gonna go on my mission now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> he says, thank you, ma'am, and he leaves. And then they go to the nebula, and they go through the nebula, and there's a lot of set pieces. Like, look at the ship. Ship's cool. Yeah. Going through the nebula, and they miss some clashing rocks and all this other shit. Yeah. And it's then space. There's lots of stuff going on in it. And then there's a killer bee attack. <laughs> like a Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. The Wu-Tang Clan shows up. I wish. Rizza the Jizza, Spectre <laughs> Deck, Ghostface Killer. ODB. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they fucking... They get sw- fucked up. They get fucked up. The swarm obliterates the ship for literally 20 hours of my life. That was another one of my fucking complaints, right? That scene goes on for literally forever. It has to be super dramatic because the ship that you love is crashing, Jeff. Didn't this already happen? Yeah, it happened like every of these movies. It happens. <laughs> but this, in this movie, it gets super fucked up. It's definitely fucked up in this movie. It, but to the point where there's none of it left. Yeah, they like saw the nacelles off and. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's cool. So here's Great. my question, right? Crawl has uh, his, his crew, right? His ship's crew. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. um. How many people are on a uh, fucking crew on a Federation ship like the USS Franklin? Okay, uh, there's 80 
three, I believe, on the Enterprise NX01. So which is somewhere between eighty-three and like six hundred. <laughs> anywhere from eighty-three to six hundred. Right. This still fits into my narrative, right? There are thousands of those ships. This is our main problem I have with piloted. They never say, and there's people in all the ones that hit the ship. Nothing is ever explained as to how he got to this planet, why he's just sitting on this planet, how like where did his crew come from? Why did he turn into a fucking monster? Like, do they explain that? Because I don't remember if they. They say that there's technology on the planet that makes you immortal. Or whatever, oh, or extends your okay. life, and it apparently turns you into, uh, into the, a monster into mash. A, into a Riemann uh, predator hybrid. Yeah. You turn into what everyone assumed was a Gorn, but with yeah. worse makeup. But stupider. <laughs> I love the Gorn. I do too, they're great. It would have been great if that story was this movie instead. It would have been. That would have been way better. They could have done anything and it would have been better. But There's a lot of kung fu fighting in this movie, too. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Noted. Make a note. Make a note. Kung fu. Check. Kung fu. Check that off. But Check anyway, off. his the swarm obliterates the ship. Everybody runs around and shoots and jumps. And they run and they're shooting. Yeah. And explosions. The ship, the ship is like healing and it's the like the ship gets butt fucked beyond all recognition by the swarm yeah. there's a there's a cool in quotes uh, w- what is up what is down uh, action scene everyone's all topsy turvy you know what came out a few years before this is a I little do. movie called Inception I do, I do know that. <laughs> I, do, I remember. It's a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they cribbed a lot of stuff from those scenes from Inception and then a later scene also. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm saying. But that's what they did. <laughs> uh, Crawl goes on the ship himself. Smart. Yeah, not smart. And he, <laughs> he uses his Android 19 and 20 powers from Dragon Ball Z to suck out the life from yeah. crew members to look he's, more handsome. He's Cell. He's like Cell, right? Yeah. It's, it's like fucking Dr. Giro, right? And his fat yeah. uh, fat android where they had the things in their hands. They could like yeah. suck life force out. It's the same yeah, shit. Dr. Giro, yeah, yeah. Same shit. Same thing. Inception. And they keep destroying the ship, and like they run and they shoot, and so he's like looking for something, right? Like yeah. he's looking for like a thing. And there's a scene, like maybe three scenes before this, where they take mm. the artifact that the tiny people didn't want, and they show Spock putting it in storage, special. They show the scene, right? And you're like, that's totally not coming back that's it's the last almost like that. he had a gun and he hung it on the wall <laughs> and he wrote Chekhov's gun not Chekhov from this movie no it was Chekhov. Chekhov's gun Chekhov's gun as a kid I really thought that meant Pavel Chekhov <laughs> I mean in this movie it might who knows <laughs> he he goes and he finds the thing from the vault and he takes it and Kirk gets it I have a question uh-huh how did Crawl know that the Enterprise got that thing. Also, how did Crawl know that the Enterprise was going to be the ship that was sent to rescue 
the crew, quote unquote, of okay. that cauliflower lady. There's an answer for number one, but there is not an answer for number two. Okay. Uh, number one, he had hacked into Starfleet's database. Oh, that's right. They show him. Yeah, they sh- like later. Sulu that's finds right. him. Like he's hacked into the da- database. Clearly, that's so obvious to, that I I got that. <laughs> I've seen this movie four times. I've totally got that. Um, Great, there's literally Tom. no reason he could possibly know that the Enterprise is the ship that's going to get sent. Which is where the thing is that he wants. Yeah. And he would know that since he hacked in. Yeah. But everybody fires out of the ship in escape pods or Kelvin pods, as they're called. God. Oh, my God. And uh, they want to separate the saucer, which is definitely something the Constitution class could do. Definitely. That's definitely a thing. That Not from a better Star Trek show. <laughs> Uhura separates the saucer. She sacrifices... There's a scene, right, where like Kirk is getting thrown around by Halo from the hit video series Halo. And he's, and he's just getting his shit rocked by every yeah. member of Crawl's crew that he runs into. And yeah, then Uhura runs in and just starts fucking flinging him around like she's Supergirl. Yeah, she fucking fucks up like three or four dudes and, and it's like, like Whoa! It, it makes sense that Spock can do it because he's super fucking strong. He's a yeah, Vulcan, strong. right? Yeah. Yeah. But... Is Uhura, like, a super lady? And I didn't know? I don't know, man. Maybe she took, like, advanced super karate at the Federation. Maybe. Uh, at the Starfleet Academy. Dude, that's definitely what I'd sign up for in the Academy. Advanced I- super karate? <laughs> I would take, like, 400-level advanced super karate. You're gonna need it out there. <laughs> no doubt. You need to be able to fucking judo flip an entire starship. Yeah, or you're just gonna die. Yeah. Apparently. But it just boring old space where nothing happens. It just makes me wonder if like somebody read the script and went, "Oh God!" Like Uhura gets kidnapped and that's it. That's her whole plot. Yeah, they probably. She should at least like kick somebody's ass beforehand, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that, but like, it's gotta make sense. Like, like it has to make logical sense. And it it did not. Regular Spock would have called that highly illogical. Yeah, not. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely not Uhura. That's a changeling. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be cool if this whole plot just got completely derailed halfway through the movie and it was just the Dominion showed I, up? I had I had seen a picture of the Krull or whatever species they are. Oh, and you thought it was a Jem Hadar. I thought it was Jem Hadar. I did yeah. too, actually. Yeah. Damn. It wasn't. Only. Actually, that would have been silly, too, because it would have been, like, way too early in the time. Yeah, no, it's super early. It's super early. Uh, They all crash land on the planet, including the ship, which is just a saucer. And um, Scott lands one place, everybody lands another place. Yeah, Chekhov and Kirk land similarly. Yeah, they land with Cauliflower Lady, and Kirk's like, you fucking... She calls you her like a lie. bitch right to her yeah. face. Yeah, he does. And then he points a gun at her. And then the universal <laughs> translator is like three seconds too slow, Dude, which drives just, me insane. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, just make her speak English now. Like, we get it. We got it. Yeah, that was never a thing you needed to change. Stop changing things. No, it just makes it worse. It makes it way worse. It's annoying. But uh, he meets Jayla and uh, Alium. Spot or uh, Scotty meets Jayla. Yes, Scotty meets Jayla. Who's so there's an alien. like a there's a bunch of like orcs, like 
Yeah, there's like a what would you would you call there Orakai? The fucking yeah, they're, Orakai they're show yeah. up. But they're like uh, Mad Max guys, like they're yeah. like scavengers, and they're like all trying to survive on this planet, which is like a des- deserted island planet, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you can't get out, you can't get, you're trapped because your ship got swarmed by fucking robo bees. Bees, and she calls them bees. Yeah, <laughs> which is cute, but uh... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a cute character, but like, what, what, what else is she? What is going on? What else? <laughs> the, the she lives in a house that happens to be the USS Franklin, which is um the first warp four ship. Yes. Okay, so I I, I watched Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring my Enterprise expertise into this. Uh, Enterprise is a warp. I'm gonna five counter ship. you. Ahead okay. of time, uh, George, say Kirk George Kirk. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. Right, George Kirk died. Also, he re- like reversed through time, cha- like uh, yeah, it like, rippled through time. It's called butterfly effect, Josh. Look it up. I've seen it. I've seen the movie. You're it's right. fucking Josh Hartnett. I think. Uh, no, it's Ashton Kutcher. It's Ashton Kutcher. Fuck. <laughs> I just got punked. Everybody, <laughs> get it. Oh, Send man. money. <laughs> But like, so like the Enterprise uh, NX01 because it doesn't have a, it's not a Starfleet vessel. It's a, no. it's a Earth, it's a Earth Starfleet vessel. Earth Gov, uh, yeah, Ingsoc, whatever. Yes, uh, <laughs> they that was Warp Five, and during the Romulan War, I assume they made ships that could go Warp Five. Um, why not just make it a Warp Five ship? I don't know. But I don't know. Because it's older. Because fans of the series would be like, wow, that's way older. It, I mean, I guess it makes sense because, like, some ships don't go as fast as other ships, but, like... But it was the first one, so it had to be before the NX-01. Yeah, so who is, so who is like... Yeah, nobody's, like, commemorating a first ship that can only go a certain speed. That's dumb as hell, right? Yeah, the ship goes warp four, and everybody's like, that's awesome, and then they go out into space and immediately get sucked into a wormhole. Yeah, the end. Sure. Which is shit that happens, I guess. But it seems That's like exactly. Yeah, that might have been mentioned at some point in something. <sighs> I just, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> like Spock got impaled for some reason. Like McCoy's perfectly fine in the crash, but Spock got impaled. Yeah. And there's uh, there's pretty decent scenes of Spock and McCoy. They're, yeah, they're, they're a little better. They're not like there's no point to them to the overarching story, I guess. No. Uh, well, there's no point to many scenes in this movie to the overarching well, true. story. True. Um, but it's the weirdest thing about this movie is it. We see McCoy pilot the ship, the little like uh, swarm ship, the B ship. Yeah. Yeah, and we see him doing like action scenes and shit. And when I see Zachary Quinto do an action scene, uh huh. When I see Zoe Saldana do an action scene, when I see Chris Pine do an action scene. That makes sense to me. It clicks right. in my brain. They're like action movie heroes, right? Right. But Carl Urban isn't playing action movie bones. He is no, playing, he's playing original bones. bones. Yeah. So it's weird as fuck when he does action scenes. It's like yeah. seeing DeForest Kelly doing action scenes. Yeah, he gets punished for being the only good actor in this movie. Yeah, series, for sure. Like it's it's just so weird to me. I don't yeah. know. It's just something about seeing it. 
But yeah. uh, he is the best part of the movie. All the movies, by far. Yeah, he's he's great in, in these, but he's just trapped in this yeah. nightmare universe. I feel the same way about uh, about Scotty. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're trying really hard, but nobody else is. Well, like, here, like uh, uh, one of the things about being a good actor is, like, when you're acting, people watching your movie you're acting in should forget that you're the actor playing that role. Yeah. And Carl Urban is really good at that. And everybody else pretty much sucks at, at that in this movie. Yeah. But this movie's handicapped because, like, all these movies are. Because, like, how do, you, how do you recreate lightning in a bottle? Like, you can't. Right. Like, they didn't even know what they had to begin with, right? right. Like, all the right. secondary characters play bit parts for the first right. season and a half. Right. And then, yeah. like, they start getting, like, slightly larger roles. Yep. I don't know, man. But, you know, know, Spock tells McCoy that he's thinking about leaving Starfleet so he can fuck a Vulcan lady, right? Yeah, he's got to procreate, because remember when that happened in the first movie? Now we have yeah. to do a thing about it. Vulcans destroyed, and there's not a lot of Vulcans, so you got to bang Vulcans. We could have just not destroyed Vulcan, but no, no, it's blown, it blowed up in a black hole. <laughs> it's weird how little it actually gets mentioned for having been such a universe-shattering thing. That would be like... I, I mean, I don't even know. Like That would be like during the Revolutionary War, right? Like... Uh, Virginia getting sucked into a black hole. <laughs> like, what would happen? I like, feel like that's happen? all you would be talking about from then on for the pretty rest much, of time. You just be like, pretty much that would be a big deal. Yeah. I'd be sitting in my office typing on my computer and fucking look over at my coworker and be like, hey, you remember when Virginia got sucked into a black hole? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, what the fuck was up with that? It's like, a, yeah. No, I'd look over changing. and be like, hey, you remember when Virginia got sucked into a black hole? And he'd be like, yeah, that's what everyone's job is now, trying to find out why. <laughs> trying to deal with that. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, Kirk decides he's going to go back to the down ship, right? Yeah. Because they need to scan for uh, lost souls. Oh, is that why they go back? I know. Yeah, I never they're, remember. they're trying to use the tricorder, but it doesn't have a long enough range. So but they're going to go back to the ship to do a right. sensor sweep. But this is a uh, con, right? This is a yeah. It's, it's it's a Connunian sign. It's it's a it's a double cross, a, a triple cross, if you were. It's a double triple cross. Yes. Because <laughs> they get back and Carl's troopers are there or whatever, and Cauliflower Head's like, actually, I was a villain. Yeah. And Kirk's like, actually, I don't have the fucking device, bitch. Yep. Check out my gun. <laughs> And then check out check out pulls, pulls his gun out and he's like run the jewels motherfucker and she <laughs> she does and then she does the run the jewels sign <laughs> that they do uh, anyway um, they do like this huge chase scene because Crawl's troopers are there his halo because we didn't get enough of this the first time we get to see no, it again it's in the same location and everything. Same ship, same thing. Great. Crawl's cool. halos show up, his Master Chiefs, and they yeah. chase him. And then Kirk shoots a fuel tank and it explodes and starts activates the thrusters. Because apparently the Enterprise is a car from the 1980s. Yeah, I guess so. You could bump into the back of it and it blows up. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> You're fucking yawning. I'm actually really sleepy. I haven't been sleeping I'm not. 
I'm not editing that out. That's staying. Oh my god. <laughs> There's gonna be a few of those, everybody. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's alright. It's like checkouts like, yeah, the fuel isn't igniting. And I'm like, what fucking fuel is a starship running on? Right, like what would what would what would you even have to do to it to make it ignite? Like shoot okay, it. Here's shoot a little real gun. science. Here's something some pointless fact I know about real life, okay? okay. So you know the SR seventy one? The the spy plane, the big yeah, black yeah, fucking yeah. fast ass shit plane. So the fuel for the SR seventy one is like so uh, viscous that if you threw a mat a lit match into it, it wouldn't ignite it. Like damn, it's like super potent fuel. That's like a plane that we have had for forty years, fifty years, ever since Roswell, and <laughs> ever since Ro- that's think right. Think about it. Think. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Enterprise has like a fuel tank that you shoot a fucking phaser at it. It, it whatever, just whatever. Look, okay. Sulu's husband is wearing my shirt. All right. <laughs> Time is at a standstill. Gasoline, guys. It, it runs, runs on gasoline. It runs on opium. Okay. <laughs> but uh, fucking my favorite part is Kirk's like I'm so smart, right? I gave. Uh, face hugger alien, the thing to hold in her disgusting head. Alien. Yeah, which is another alien that never existed ever, but here we are. So she hides it in her disgusting fucking head carapace. <laughs> and, like, immediately, Crawl just grabs Sulu by the neck and he's like, I'll fucking kill this motherfucker, give it! And yeah, she's like, alright. Yep, she gives it up, man. And she pays the price. Yeah. So I have a problem with this scene too. <laughs> oh, do you? So I kind of like, I kind of like, I get why they did it because he's got to be evil and bad, and this is like a great way to show how evil he is by killing the innocent alien girl that we all kind of like now because she helped Kirk and shit. Sure. But like, it's like gratuitous to me, and it's, like I don't. The thing often is, he understands that. how it's. Being, he understands what it is already, right? He knows right. what it is. It's not a test. He right. just does it to fuck with uh, Uhura. Right, he has to be mean. He's got to be yeah. a big bad guy. And it's also, like, really violent for a Star Trek movie. It, that's That might be, like, where I'm hung up on it. Like, it's... Like, there's... like there, Doesn't he want to turn them into uh, Master Chiefs? Like, isn't that the plan? Like, no, why he else? just wants to murder everybody. Oh, he just wants to. Oh, okay, so the, okay, I get it. Okay, <laughs> he's just, he's just really he's hates. He just hates people. He wants to so kill them. So he's Nero. He's Nero. Okay, I got it. He's, he's Nero. Nero, but with a skin condition. <laughs> he's Nero, played by a far better actor. Yeah, than who Nero. doesn't get to do much of jack shit in this movie. Yeah, he gets boned in this movie. He gets Christopher Eccleston'd. He gets he put does. in the movie and doesn't get to do shit. Yep. He's great. I love I love Edris Elba. Yeah, he is great. It's too bad he's not in this movie. <laughs> so Crawl takes his, his ships and fucks off to Earth. Or not Earth. He's going to Yorktown. He's Yorktown. Gonna, it's not Earth, Jeff. Sorry. He's going to destroy Yorktown. Jeff, look. Okay, this movie isn't about saving the world. It's about saving a city. And there's a big difference. It's about saving the universe of this city. The, it's New York City. It's slightly less than the world, so it's a slightly less bigger plot. Yeah. 
You got me. You fucking showed me, Josh. <laughs> you you put me in my place. I know. I know I did. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. I I thanked you now. Well, you're not fucking listening to me. Nope. Why don't we take a break on that <laughs> note? We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Come on, kids. Get your sweater. Let's go. Bye, Mom. Hot water wash. Okay. Cold water wash. Pretty clean. Oh, they didn't look that good. When can I stop kidding myself? Out of the future comes all temperature cheer with the all temperature clean. Must have powerful ingredients. Certainly they're powerful. To give you the best looking watch your world has seen in hot water, warm, cool, cold, and everything in between. Terrific. Now, now that's white. Cheer gives you a great looking white in hot water. And in cold water? That's clean. Cheer beats even the leading cold water detergent. Wait till you see my kids tomorrow. I'll be watching. Superior ability breeds superior ambition. Boy, is this stuff clean and at all those temperatures. All temperature. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Um, we're somewhere in this movie now. Uh, I would say what act we're in, but I have no fucking idea. Act three, and I know that because there is a script in front of me. Oh, look at you, Christian. I am just on some sort of ball today. <laughs> That's good. good thing somebody is. Uh, I'm not. They decide that they're going to go rescue all their friends. And there's... I, I skipped that before. I don't know why. They. Oh, well, yeah, they... Okay, so Kirk and... Chekhov meet up with Jayla, right? Yeah, they they like get caught in one of Jayla's traps, and then right. there's a silly scene where they fall and hurt, hit their heads and go boom. Yeah, goofy t- the goofiness. Yeah, and then uh, and Scotty's like, I like you. <laughs> it's and Scotty's like, meet my new girlfriend, <laughs> and she's like, she's I don't a really dark elf. And she's like, I don't really like you that way, and he goes, Oh, oh. <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> None of that happens. None of that happens. But yeah. um, <laughs> they they fucking I don't know. They find out that the the weapon is called something. Yeah. Ab- <laughs> yeah. I don't even. Abronath. Uh, okay. Sure. I'm, I'm reading it. It's what it says. That attacks organic tissue, and he's gonna he's gonna fucking fire it into Starbase Yorktown and just kill. He's gonna murderate. The entire country because he hates the Starfleet. He hates them. He hates how they treat people badly. So he's going to murder everyone. No, he hates how they treat people equally. So he's going to murder everyone. I guess. Right? Doesn't he hates he... peace. He hates peace. So he's going to kill everyone. Yeah. So we get like a really cool like reference, but like. Not cool enough to be in this movie reference. Like, like what they talk about. What reference is that? Well, they find like the log, right? They t- they find the log in oh, on the yeah. Franklin, and they're all wearing like it's, Enterprise outfits, right? It's it's Enterprise era, right? So because they're and they just presumably won the Romulan War, which yeah. the Federation is birthed out of the Romulan War. Earth and Vulcan and Teller and Andoria. All win the war. Uh, Teller Prime? Sure. What did I say? Teller? <laughs> it's called Teller Prime, baby. The Tellerite land. Troll land. 
look, they're dwarves, okay? Yeah, dwarf land, right? In Lord and Space Lord of the Rings, yeah. which is what we're talking about right I now. I fucking love it. I know it's cool, right? Um. <laughs> so like they like they, they win the war and like apparently uh Kroll was like a Mako, uh like a military assault command who yeah. they gave a ship to cuz okay, fine, whatever. I guess that makes sense. But he hated being a captain, so instead of quitting, he turns into an evil bad guy in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, I mean, they get lost in space or whatever, and he's like, fuck, the Federation ain't coming for us. I kept telling them that they were going to come for us, and they never did. Okay, sure. And so now he's a lizard man. (laughs) But uh, they decide they're going to go break their friends out of space prison. And McCoy, Spock... Scotty, Kirk, Chekhov, and Jayla are like, let's go on this badass rescue mission. Yeah. And they, Kirk rides a motorcycle. There's a motorcycle on the ship for some reason. Somebody brought on a space journey of exploration a fucking motorcycle. You know, I will say Picard brought a dune buggy. <laughs> no, the Federation <laughs> gave him a dune buggy. Picard brought a saddle. Yeah, well, that is, also doesn't make much sense, right? Because like, it makes more sense be? than a fucking uh, motorcycle does. Yeah. Like you're you're traveling at warp four, so you're going like nowhere, basically, in the grand scheme of things. So like, but oh, we'll bring a motorcycle. Maybe I'll get to motorcycle around a planet. Who knows? My favorite part about this summary is that it completely skips over the breakout scene. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just not in it. I deleted it from my brain because it's so stupid. They're just like... uh, And they formulate a plan, and they persuade Jayla to help out. There's an emotional scene? Yeah, she says, like, is that what you believe, Kirk? She calls him... Oh, James T. James T., is that what you believe? Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, it'll just be easier if you help. Yeah, basically, he's... Yeah, he could have given like a really good speech about like the ideals. Moment. Like yeah. he could have shattered it and gave like a yeah. really awesome speech about the ideals of the Federation. But instead, he did nothing. Jeff, that would be too much like a Star Trek movie. You got me there. Um, <laughs> I read this article that was really interesting, and it's more interesting than this movie. <laughs> Let's talk about that instead. It was uh, it was this whole dissertation on. A topic that's near and dear to my heart if you listen to this podcast. Yeah. The misrepresentation of James Kirk in right. pop culture. Yeah, and no, I... Yeah. You win, You won me over. I, I agree with you 100%. There's actually, like, straight up behind-the-scenes information from writers, and especially yeah. from Gene Roddenberry, that he based Kirk on Horatio Hornblower, like, mm-hmm. the series of novels, mm-hmm. as, like, the thoughtful gentleman hero... And those in the know, fun fact, this this will be your John Larroquette fun fact of the week, by the way. Oh, interesting. How interesting. <laughs> but um, Picard is also based on Horatio Hornblower. Yeah, no, you can see it way more with Picard. Like, like he's, Picard yeah. is allowed to be more like Horatio Hornblower. Exactly. Because of the time period the show was exactly. created in. But... Uh, according to Gene Roddenberry, like Kirk and Picard are pretty much the same character. Yeah, it's just through the lens of the time period the show was created in. 
Yeah, and it, which and it's it's a double lens, right? I always view it as a double lens. So it's through the lens of the time period that the show was produced and shot and mm-hmm. written, and also through the lens of the fictional timeline. Yeah, of, exactly. So like it, it would be it's like more okay, rough and tumble time. Right. It would Kirk's be like if, if there was a guy like me now. He's me, and he's doing a podcast. And then there's a guy in 1817. Like, what would a guy like me in 1817 be like? Doing Probably a, a little more gruff. Not doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he might be, like, this, like similar uh, personality traits may manifest differently dependent upon what stage of, like, human evolution yeah, we're at. That's true. You know I, mean? I mean, you think about Kirk is mapping completely uncharted parts of space. It's like, a cowboy. It's, he's a cowboy. He's a fucking cowboy. And when you... When you see Picard's time period and everything, even watching the show, you can pick this out. He never, he doesn't really go to uncharted space very often at all. Yeah. Well, they they mention it in Voyager. There's a line um, when the, it's the episode where they go back in time to when Tuvok is on uh, yeah. the Excelsior. They say like, oh, well, things were like a lot different then. <laughs> like they were like the thing. They were like cowboys. Like like you could get away with a lot more back then, right? And I guess Which that's is true, true. But I About mean. A, Kirk yeah. still like, didn't make decisions without thinking about them very heavily. No, 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 no. But, like, he was like Wyatt Earp. Like, in, in the, if this is the West, right? Yeah. Like, like, Wyatt Earp didn't always, like, ask permission to do things, but he did the right thing, relatively speaking, right? Yeah. He's, like, a, a much better at figuring out what's the right thing to do right. version of then, Wyatt Earp. Then, right, than most. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um,. But I just I just found that really interesting that that's just something that's sort of overlooked about the origins of those characters that they come from the exact same place yeah and that the debate between Kirk and Picard is like almost like the debate between the same guy like which well, which same guy said. do you like if I wasn't lazy as fuck I would go back and find the podcast where I say that they're more similar than they're different yeah, but I'm not gonna they do are. that no fuck that <laughs> unnecessary. Just um, listen to all of them again. <laughs> and you know who's not similar to them is Kirk from the J.J. Abrams movies. No, yeah. Who, uh, after he rides his motorcycle around, they transport back to the ship. They saved everybody, except Crawl and his whole crew just left anyway. So, yeah. I guess they might have killed him when they left, but they yeah, just I, left everybody else on the planet. They left them on the planet for reasons unknown. <laughs> yeah. But they get the Franklin flying, and they do this really stupid thing where they just drop off the side of a fucking cliff. Yeah, because the Franklin is like a is like a jet, right? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a, a fucking jet. spaceship. It and just fucking takes off. Like you have to reach terminal velocity by yeah. falling off a cliff. Right. How tall is this cliff? They built the Enterprise on in Iowa, and it just took the fuck off. Like what the fuck? He says a line or something like, these old ships were made out in space. They were never meant to be on a planet's surface. They still got thrusters, motherfucker. Yeah. What, like... That's, like, an interesting line, considering, again, that the Enterprise was built in Iowa, and it... Uh, whatever, whatever. What the fuck? I always thought whatever. that was something super cool about Star Trek, is that their ships are 100% space ships. Right. They're built in space. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, why? I mean, they, they should be able to land on a planet, I guess. But like, how would the well, Enterprise D land on can't. a planet? 
They yeah. can't, actually. The first ship in Starfleet history that's capable of landing on a planet that isn't like a runabout or a Voyager. shuttle is Voyager. Voyager, yeah. Because they needed it, to, like... It also serves no fucking purpose, so... Well, it does because they needed the show to be interesting. <laughs> and well, they were like, we need to have them do did, things. They did a real bad job of that. <laughs> Ooh, just getting pointy. Damn. <laughs> Suck it, Voyager. Anyway, they they play some some classical twentieth century music. They find I like how they call it classical music. That's funny because I know what our classical music is, but it's not that. Yeah, isn't that funny? And they play they play the Beastie Boys music in a film against their wishes. Uh huh. Cool. Uh, Somebody pointed out in the comment section that MCA was still alive when Star Trek two thousand nine came out. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who they are, which what I would normally feel bad about, but they corrected me on something, so fuck them. <laughs> but, That's how uh, we roll around here. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out, that I was wrong about that to begin with, but it still was against their wishes. They, it, I think I mentioned the first time that they had moved away from their uh, yeah. fucking... The label... Like Universal or something was their whatever they were, and they moved away from it to their own to like a different label. But the original label retained the rights to their music and started selling it for shit against their (laughs) wishes. That was my point. Uh, But I wanted everybody to know that I was wrong about something. Jeff, yes, it's okay. It takes a good. It takes a better man to admit he's wrong on a podcast. Nothing makes something seem more trivial than putting on a podcast at the end of it. <laughs> uh, but th- they figure out that the drones are uh, run on a hive mind, even though there's people in them. My favorite, my favorite part about this realization is that it's radio-based. Oh, radio? You mean like the the form of radiation that we discovered in nineteen like? fucking 10? Yeah, (laughs) it's run on that. These spaceships. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure, why not? They blare sabotage because they're sabotaging the ships. Yeah, they're blocking And also because Kirk listened to it when he was a wee baby driving a car. And Jayla likes it because of the loud noises and shouting. Yeah. She learned it from her house. (laughs) (laughs) I don't dislike Jayla's character. I do. I really like Jayla. Yeah. I wish this movie was just like a Jayla movie instead of like whatever the fuck Star Trek movie. The this thing is. is, like, this universe isn't Star Trekky. So if it was just like a Star yeah. Trek knockoff starring Jayla, that'd be pretty yeah. good. I would watch that. She's great. She's she's like like funny, but like not like ridiculous funny. You know? Yeah. And she's got like a heart, which is always yeah. good for a character. Yeah. There's a. There's a. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's telling that the character that benefits most in this movie from Simon Pegg writing is a character that he had to create himself, himself and put in the yeah. movie. Yeah, no. Because everybody else sense. was ruined. Yeah, they're bullshit. They're shitty fucking placeholders. Yeah. But Uhura, like, is watching a video of, like, people celebrating on the Franklin or whatever and she yeah. sees the back of a guy's head, like a, yeah. a normal dude and she's like, that's him. That's that's crawl. Yep, she knows. And then they watch the uh, the tapes, the captain's logs, which are videos, I guess. Yeah, they're not. 
They're not in Enterprise, no, so I don't they're know. They're not audio logs, they're videos. And they're videos. And they also have, like, uh, horror movie cuts when he, like, goes crazy. Yeah, somebody edited his captain's logs to make them, like, the ring. Yeah, to make him even <laughs> scarier. Yeah. Like a Korean horror film. And he finds technology, like a, some sort of a colony that the ancient ones lived in. Okay. And they left some technology behind that makes them uh, live forever. Is that supposed to be like the Iconians? Like the Iconians are like... No, it's the engineers. The engineer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's from fucking... It probably... Well, let's look at who helped uh, write this movie. Mm. Oh, do we have a... Uh, come on. What the yeah, bring that up. Bring that shit up. Oh, man. Written by... Uh, produced by... Orky. Orky's a producer, oh, so there yeah. we go. Is it Orky or Orsi? I say Orky, but I think it's Orsi. It's Roberto I Orsi. Like, yeah, I just like to make him sound stupid. Orky. He works for fucking... He works for the eye in the south. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's another dorky-ass reference, everybody. Yeah, Look super, it up. That's super, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, like... Using the life extension technology turns him into like gross lizards, and they yeah. they somehow um, I think it's they're absorbing DNA from shit that they absorb life force from. Yeah, and they just use it on lizards a lot. I don't know. I but they also develop an alien language and a swarm of super powerful ships. Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they. Where are we? What is happening in the movie? Well, um, they have stopped the swarm. No. No, yes. the swarm is like confundus. Like they're confused. Like no, they, they don't like they can't blow them swarm. up. You don't even like get confundus. Oh yeah, they surf. You, That's you right. Blow they fucking up. surf on them. Yeah. I forgot about that. They blow the fuck up. Like they get confused and they hurt themselves in their own confusion. They hi- they hang 10 on a surf wave of swarm ships. And they blow up behind them. That's I'm not even fucking making no, that up. No, that's what that happens. Definitely happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God. And I then don't know. Crawl gets on the Franklin, and uh, he steals a Starfleet uniform, even though he looks like a horrible monster. Well, he has to because when he turns back into himself again, he has to be wearing the uniform, and it's symbolism, Jeff. Okay. Well, I'm just a fool. You're but a terrible writer, and you don't get it. That's true. It's true, everybody. <laughs> um, he still looks like a monster mash, even though he's mostly yeah. human, but nobody notices. Yeah. I guess he doesn't look like Crawl anymore, so maybe they're just like, well, we're a bunch of weirdo aliens, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. I would like to pause and point out that I'm pointing out a lot of shit in this movie that bothers me, but I still think it's way better than the other two. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'd like to pause and point out that this movie only tricks you into believing it's better than the other two. Oh no! <laughs> no, just... it's it's better. It's better because I've watched it more and enjoyed. It's it. got it's a competent action movie. It's not Star Trek, but it's a competent no, action yeah. movie in the way the other two movies are incompetent action it, movies. Right. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they like were like, look, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like the music. That's where the music comes from. Yeah. That's where it's like what they did with Spider Man. Like Spider Man has a bunch of music in it. Spider Man's a way better fucking movie than this. But like, I haven't seen Homecoming. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, like, it's got a character, a female character, who's kind of, like, you know, strong and, like a, like, a ninja. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of kung fu in this movie. For there's a, a lot track. of... <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I guess Sulu karate chopped a guy once. He also used a non non lightsaber lightsaber on somebody once. <laughs> I don't remember that. In the first one, he has like a lightsaber sword. It like extends itself. Oh, in the first one of these, yeah, Sulu yeah. fucking pulls out an extendo blade. It's like a switchblade, but it's a sword. It's a switchblade, but it's like nine switchblades on top of each other yeah, that like, all switch out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did the special effects for it. I didn't know you did the sound <laughs> design for these movies. I'm a Foley artist now. That's my job. But Kirk chases Crawl into the only exhaust system in Yorktown. Oh my god. And uh, they fight, and Crawl's mostly human, so Kirk beats the shit out of him. It's yeah, the he first fucks him fight. Up. It's the first fight Kirk has ever won in these movies. Yeah, beats the holy shit out of him, and then <laughs> and then he climbs in and tries to flip some switches. Like he's got to flip like, four switches. Yeah, they're in like it's like a, a air filtration and and he's gonna uh, release the thing inside of it or something right he's gonna open the like uh the trash chute i don't know but um <laughs> crawl ends up getting kicked into the weapon like you he, he there's a real yeah. weird slow-mo scene where he sees himself in some glass yeah, and you think maybe he's gonna turn over a new leaf, and it's gonna yeah. Be you stupid. think it's gonna be like a Star Trek thing? Like that's what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, oh, he's gonna like realize. But no, yeah, no. they could do like if it was slowly going by, and he saw himself, and he could see what a monster he'd become, and maybe he'd like he'd be like, oh God, what have I done or yeah. something? And he'd have to save the day. Right. But instead, he just grabs the the piece of glass and tries to stab Kirk in the asshole with it. Yeah. And Kirk kicks him into uh, the the goo haze from Thor 2. Yeah. And uh, then he flies out into space, dies. Yeah, star, you know, like how Star Trek is. Yeah. <laughs> how then, it would end. But then Spock and McCoy save Kirk because they're best friends forever. Triple BFF. Triple kiss. Yeah, and then they... Fuck. That's the movie, they I think. It, it ends. Oh, they build a new Enterprise, too, at the end. Yeah, in a time they lapse. They have a party. Like, <laughs> Commodore Paris is like, hey, Kirk, do you still want to be a rear admiral? And he's like, nah. Yeah, I want to go do space stuff. I love it. I love space now. I love murder. I love murdering Starfleet officers. <laughs> Diplomacy be damned. Let's throw people into damn space. And uh, they go to a party, and they all get fucking crunk. Except Jayla, who is immune to alcohol, which sucks. Yeah, she's she's a Captain America. She can't drink yeah. alcohol. Can't get drunk. And um, she gets put into Starfleet Academy. Sure, why not? I guess. Fuck it. And uh, Kirk pulled some strings. He, They were like, you sure you don't want her to be a captain? And he was like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> and uh, What about a vice admiral? <laughs> Do you want her to take your place? <laughs> There's a uh, job opening, I hear. But then uh, they all stare at the ship being made for like the eight months it takes, I guess. Yeah, they and do like a they do like a oh look, and then yeah. like they look out the window, and right? Time lapse. Yeah. And then they take turns doing the space, the final frontier speech. 
Sure, because hopefully this is the last one that they'll ever make. Hopefully. Although, again, I will say this is better than the other two, but just going through it and talking about it, watching the movie again, my opinion of it has dipped a bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I left the theater thinking, man, they finally did a decent one. Right. And uh, technically they did do a decent one, but for these movies, they did a decent one. Yeah. For an actual movie, it's still kind of a piece of shit. We're we're grading on a a super curve here. You know what is really great in this movie, though, is the regular uniforms. Not the, like, excursion suits that have shit all over them, but, like, the design of the regular uniforms with, like, the turtleneck. Oh yeah, the big and, neck, the big collar, yeah. and like the um, squared shoulders. Yeah, it's, they look little, really cool looking. Yeah, they're a little better looking than that shirt thing that yeah. they were doing. I don't really like the shirt thing, but I really yeah. like these uniforms. Yeah, I don't like the excursion suit. People like it a lot, and I don't. It looks enterprisey, um, a little bit, but, but that doesn't make sense because it's a hundred years after that. So why would they still be doing that? But I don't know. I don't I really like, like it. When it but. comes to that color scheme and like style of suit and everything, I feel like Discovery is doing a better job. Which is bad. <laughs> well, we'll get into that eventually, I'm sure. We'll talk about that when it comes out. Um, that might be a reward oh, of a cheer of some sort. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We'll get into that. We'll get into that, everybody. But... Um, <laughs> Why don't we take a minute and talk about our thoughts on the overall movie, Josh? Let's let's do that. Let's do it. What like where does this movie rank? Does it just is it only like a JJ Abrams ranking or does it rank above like Insurrection or something for you? It doesn't rank above any of the Prime Universe movies. Mm. No. I feel like I like this movie a little bit better than Nemesis. See yeah, I don't. I I think it's so far off the scale that, like, Nemesis is still like, as as like kind of linear as it is and like boring as it is. It's still a much more, I don't know, well written like, story. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's true. But the thing that gets me about Nemesis is that these are beloved characters to me. Yeah, that are getting put into this like horrifically un-Star Trek story. Right, but you're viewing it through that lens again. See, like, what you're doing right now is you're 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 excusing the shittiness of these movies because these characters were shitty always in, in yeah, the JJ-verse. That's true. I mean... You're giving it a pass. There is a huge curve to this movie that I don't yeah. mean to give it, but I am. Right. Because the other two movies are such absolute garbage. Right. Um, the best so I thing I can know. say about this movie is if it's on... I'll leave it on. Well, that's how I feel. I don't know if I would leave Nemesis on, honestly. I but, I, w- I wouldn't turn this movie off, but like I I don't know. Like it's it's, it's not it's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, even on its own merits, it's a really it's a really bad movie. Yeah. Um. But there's good things about it. Like there's there heart are in really it, good and that's things the, about that's it. the Simon Pegg. That's the Simon Pegg. Is the heart, you know? Like I think the the most damning thing about this these movies is I think about the universe that they're in, and it doesn't extend beyond the frame. Exactly. 
That's and a great. That's a great point. That's really terrible for a science fiction story, especially Star Trek. Yeah, if your story doesn't extend beyond the frame, like you can watch a single movie, like a Fifth Element, right? Right. And they give you these huge swaths of the world that exists outside of what yeah. we're seeing. You, you learn get, more like, about it through like context right. and stuff, and there's none of that right. in this. No. Yorktown's no a space station because it is, and it's yeah. like. But why does it look like this? Like, why do they build these? Yeah, like, there's no cohesion to the world at all. Like, nothing looks similar in it. There's no aesthetic to the universe. There's no there's no well, tying one point to another right. throughout. Well, that's them. what happens when you have to constantly keep upping even yourself, right? Yeah. You constantly have to make it bigger, better. And it's, it's fucking stupid. Like, that's not how the world works. Like, it's really strange to me that that's how, like, all big-budget adaptation movies are, right? Like, comic yeah. books, books, like, movie remakes. They have to up themselves. They have to be big, grandiose stories. Right. Like, there was that whole um, idea back in the 90s and, like, the late 80s that, like, no one would go see a Batman movie if there was only one villain in it. Right. One villain <laughs> like, can't carry a movie. Which is insane. Like, it's insane. That runs all the way through the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy. There's always multiple villains in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, which I guess isn't totally true. I I think Bane's the only villain in the third Well, Talia. That's true, Talia. I saw that movie with Nick, and he saw it before me. Like, it was the second time. It was my first time. Uh And I... And uh, Marion Cotillard came on, and I, I whispered, I said, is that Talia? And he, and he like, lie, he flat out fucking lied to me. He's like, nah. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I fucking knew that was Talia. He got you. Fuck, I knew it. I knew it was. You're so smart, Josh. <laughs> well, it's like, a story can be just a small story. I mean, like, Dread was amazing, and it's like, yeah. it has nothing to do with, like, giant world-saving shit. It's literally like... We gotta get this drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. But you know so much about the world from the beginning, from the intro, and just from the action in the movie. Yeah. The world exists outside of the frame. Yeah, exactly. And that's where these movies fall apart, is if you try to examine anything that isn't presented directly to you. Yeah. Even if you look too far into the background, shit falls apart. Like, you see some weird alien that doesn't fit anything. All the aliens don't fit. Dude, at the end of this movie at the party, there is a gray. Like, a gray. (laughs) And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I should play that clip from Babylon 5 where the guy is suing the gray aliens for abducting him. (laughs) You showed me that clip. Fucking hilarious. That's fucking so good. Babylon 5. It's, um, it's the JJ movies, like, I don't know, man. I try to take them on their own merits, right? But it's impossible. No, you can't. Because they're a remake, right? You have to, there has to be a comparison there. It's a, it's a, there's no possible way that the way that they made these movies, the way that they went about, like, just, making like cranking out this product that this was going to be uh like timeless let alone good like it it was damned if you do all, from all, from day 1 like whatever they were going to do was going to be stupid we live in like a remake reboot 
era. And it's been going on for longer than people even get credit for. Right. right? There used to be a time when somebody remade a movie or, like, rebooted a movie. They would make something that was just as good or better. Right. Like, I always point out the thing is basically yeah. a reboot. Oh, yeah, no, the thing w- from the 50s. way better than I, the thing okay. from the 50s. I had a tape of the thing, or my uncle did, had a tape of the thing from the 50s, and we watched it all the time as a yeah. kid. And it's it's creepy 50s, like, B-movie. It's fun, it's goofy. It is, it, I, was, I do like that movie. Yeah, it's cool, but the thing is incredible. The 1982 it's thing. one of my favorite movies of all time. I it's love that movie. It's bananas good. Yeah, it's fucking good. And yeah, the, that used to be how things worked. Like right. you either made if you made a remake and it wasn't good, it would just fucking disappear, right? Right. But uh, nowadays, like some people don't even acknowledge the movie that the new one is remaking. It's the absurd. new the new one is new to them, and that's all that matters. I don't want to like dignify this series of movies anymore. <laughs> No. Like I don't, I don't even know like what to say because like honestly, like I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like ashamed that these movies were made, and I'm ashamed that I have to like defend old Star Trek. And I'm I just I'm tired, man. Like I'm really tired of like everyone giving these movies a pass. Like I don't, yeah. I don't fucking it's, care about these movies. It's really difficult, like. The thing is, when I was asking you about how the movies rank, it's because I fucking, like, had an inner turmoil battle with myself for, like, weeks since we last talked about In the Darkness when I was thinking about this movie. Right. Because when I saw it in the theaters, I was, like, I I walked out, like, mesmerized, I guess, that, like, they had managed to make one of these movies that didn't absolutely suck dick. Yeah. And I thought to myself that, you know, I hate watching like insurrection and i hate watching nemesis but i didn't hate mm-hmm. watching this right and you're right i was grading that shit on a curve yeah it's they, like different worlds you can't compare them in the same way it's apples and oranges for sure yeah. except it's not apples and oranges it's apples and like granny uh, smith apples. potatoes like i don't it's not it's even apples like a and thing. crab apples <laughs> they just have an apple in the name it's not the same thing at all yeah you don't want to eat a crab apple no. you throw those at cars you don't want to eat a crab apple you don't want to watch the series yeah you want to have an apple you want to watch yeah. star trek right yeah i don't know i i don't i don't hate this movie but this no. movie is not good i don't hate this movie either it's it's not a it's not a good movie, but it is the best of these three. Yeah, it's the best uh, I can say for it. That's a winning endorsement. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> Episode thirteen going flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, I think we're probably at about the hour and a half mark on this yeah, baby. Yeah, I think we are. So, and I think we've said everything there is to say about this movie. Uh, yeah, keep, I wouldn't keep your ear to the ground it. for some nice emails. Oh shit! Oh shit! We're not gonna do them on this podcast, but it'll come out around the same time. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, I don't. If somebody wanted a modern Star Trek movie, like if they were like, "Oh, I want to watch one of those J.J. Abrams movies," I'd be like, "We'll just fucking watch Beyond and call it a day." Yeah, ex- exactly. I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> but with that. other than that, I wouldn't recommend it. No. Yeah, I would say don't watch them. Watch real Star Trek, not yeah. this fake Star Trek that sucks. As a matter of fact, starting next 
whenever. When we do the next episode, uh-huh. we're going to be diving into fucking Star Trek, baby. Oh, my God. We're back. Thank fucking the God. real Star Trek. It's been a bit. It's been, it's, it's been three fucking episodes without Star Trek. It's like when you date an ex and then she lets you do anal. <laughs> you know? You know what that's like? Jeff. What? Jeff, you know what How I'm is saying? it like that, Josh? Jeff. You know? Josh. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to lead me right now. You're trying to lead lead a horse to water and make him drink. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> Uh, just a, just a little heads up about how our format's gonna work because yeah. there have been a lot of questions about that, but we finally settled. We're not gonna be doing it chronologically. Like we're not going through all of TOS and then all of right. TNG and so forth because that would it would be years before we got to anywhere. Anything. Good, yeah. Uh, uh, well, we we watch a TOS, motherfucker. That's good. No, no. I mean, I mean, anywhere we're like suck my dick, but like. Well, like it'll. This will allow us. What I meant to say. This will allow us to get talk about things in relative terms in yeah, Star exactly. Trek. So, which right, is exactly. very useful. Right. It's, it's definitely going to make the discourse on it a lot better. We don't have to wait until we see an episode with uh, the Borg to talk about the Borg. No, right. We'll you get to I mean? it eventually. Right. Like, in, like way sooner. Right. But um, we're going to be doing it as. Uh, Series of episodes from shows that have something to do with each other. Right. So our first series is pilot episodes, and our first episode of pilot episodes is um, The Cage slash Where No Man Has Gone Before. Oh my fucking God. We were watching both of them and discussing the similarities and the differences and how neither of them has jack shit to do with the Star Trek, the original series. Yay! And we're going to be talking about where, what the series takes from both of them and what it leaves behind. Nice. Like, Pike leaves nice. him behind until another episode we'll get to. Yeah. But yeah. Um, maybe another one of those tiers we were talking about would be uh, picking in the, uh, oh. the oh, theme shit. for picking a series. The or maybe even, like, an episode if we don't yeah. touch it. Yeah. Maybe that'll come up. Who knows, everybody? Who knows? knows? I don't know. I don't know shit. Yeah, we don't know yet. How could you know? I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, So tune in for that. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And if you want to be part of our super fun times, spectacular email episodes, then you need to write your emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you listening to this podcast. We appreciate you telling people about it. If you don't know where it's at, it's on SoundCloud until they shut it down. iTunes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shit. And uh, YouTube. Probably only YouTube soon, since well, the we iTunes can move the links to the SoundCloud. Lib- Libsyn? I think Libsyn is a thing. We might go there. I we could do like a Podomatic or a Podbean or something. Uh, like Podomatic, that. yeah. Something, because yeah. that will link to iTunes. We're just talking about behind the scenes shit. Everybody, hold on. Uh, <laughs> everybody, shut, shut the fuck up. Shut, shut the fuck up. Fucking shut up, everybody. Shut, We're trying to talk. Shut, shut up. Um, <laughs> but we really do appreciate you listening to this podcast. We know yeah, Star Trek you. is not everybody's cup of tea to begin with, but we hope we're converting some people. Yeah, into our cult. I mean, into our podcast. 
Into our cult, send money. Money. Come to our island. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Live long and send money. (laughs) Ha ha ha.